Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, welcome back. It's hour number three here on You Better You Bet. I'm Jeremy Kahn filling in for Nick Costas. Ken Barkley here as always. It's brought to you by BetMGM. Um, we've got some YBY, uh, YBYB Jeopardy coming up, which Ken just dragged me across the floor yesterday. Uh, I, th- I thought the producers were doing well, and then they yeah. got their asses kicked too, so it didn't matter. Ken, it was Ken's day yesterday. But let me, let me start off with this. Calling all football fans, if you're ready to take your NFL experience to the next level, then we're going to introduce the must-have tool for the 2023-2024 season, the BetQL NFL betting preview. Unlock a world of sportbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder, which is important. With over 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips, you'll be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets, whether you're a season better or getting started. The guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. So don't miss out. Grab your copy when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. Download the BetQL app and visit BetQL.com today. So speaking of you dragging me in jeopardy, there's no golf questions today, right? We're good with that, but uh, we're going to finish up with some golf here. I brought up, um, I was like, should we do, I was like, should the FedEx St. Jude Classic be a category today? And Alex was like, nah, we'll do, we'll do something else instead. So you're <laughs> off the hook on this one. Good one, Alex. All right, so... um. What, what did you think about what Jamez had to say? Did anything stand out to you with some players that he brought up? Did he spark any yeah. interest in you with names? Um, I want to get your take because I know you dove way into the weeds with this today. Yeah, sure. I just, and, uh, you know, I think Tyler did a good job early in the hour. That's why it's so funny. Like, usually we don't talk and then have Jamez on. I think just why we favor Rom over Scheffler a little bit is look like Scheffler's recent form is like unimpeachable, right? I mean, like literally top fives, basically every tournament that he plays um, and his putting is not very good. And I think Tyler did a good job being like, it's actually just a little too bad. So like Jamez is willing to kind of stomach a worse putter than Tyler is, but they're both sort of looking at the same thing. It's just funny, like, like everyone's thinking the same way in terms of kind of what we're looking for. It's just like, what is your threshold to play someone who putts poorly. And I think Jamez's threshold is a little lower, lower, a little worse than Tyler's is. While we all acknowledge every other part of the game is like, of course, Scheffler can win the tournament. Like, of course he has a chance. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I also like Rom's recent, not recent form, sorry. Rom's course history here is better than Scheffler. Like Scheffler's played this tournament five times. It's best, and again, Scheffler, like, like think about and even a few years ago when Scheffler wasn't winning as much, still like a very highly regarded, highly ranked player. He's never five appearances, never top 10 to this tournament. Like it's not the perfect fit from a course standpoint. He's awesome and he can win every tournament, but like 
it's not like this is the course that he dominates more than the others. So like, I'm definitely not going to be leaning into playing him at a short price. If I can play Rom instead, um, just who has better course history. Uh, they both crush colonial. They both play really well. Both have really good recent form. Scheffler has the best recent form. Rom's price is longer. That's why I like him. So the Scheffler point, and then a guy, and I'll, I'll kind of agree with James on one golfer that I think we both identified that we both like uh, is Ricky Fowler. And I don't really like betting Ricky Fowler to win golf tournaments. You would be down a lot of money if entering the third round when he was winning a tournament, if you were just like, I think he gets it done. I think he's going to play great today. And it happened once this year, to be fair. So maybe like turned a corner, this comeback that he's on. Man, he was like really good in majors, but again, on a Sunday, didn't get it done. Wyndham Clark won instead. Uh, but like, if it's, hey, give me a golfer who's not Scheffler or Rom, who you feel really, or Rory, I guess, who you feel like, the most confident about being in the top 10 or the top 15 of this tournament. Man, like, I know it's crazy. Like people are probably going to pick Morikawa or Victor Hovland. It'll probably be a really popular pick in that area. Xander, it might be Ricky Fowler, like has played this tournament, like top 13 has a couple other good finish played colonial. Awesome. Recent form. Insane. Had a great year. Like it actually, I kind of agree there. So I won't, I probably won't play Fowler to win, but I do agree with James as in like, I I also like him in this tournament to play well, whatever that means. Yeah, and and I could see that too. Like as soon as you said it, I immediately went to Xander with like a a top ten finish. But I could totally see that and talking sure. about it. Um, you're not big on Morikawa, is it because you think everybody else likes him, or is the fact that he just hasn't been playing as well as you would like coming into this? Because it was something when yeah. I heard J Maz bring him up, I fully expected him to say, "Hey, look, I like this guy too." Um, but it was something that we had kind of talked about on the air a little bit. Yeah, I, I just think for the price, uh, so Morikawa was rated as the seventh most likely golfer to win this tournament in a field of 70, like, killers, like, the best 70, and without the live guys, I guess, and uh, and has great course history here, uh, tied for fifth, has only played this tournament three times, has a second at Colonial, actually, the year Daniel Berger won, uh, Morikawa missed a short putt to not win that tournament, and uh, that was during COVID, and I remember because I bet it, and I had Daniel Berger, and I was really happy that Morikawa missed that putt, and I won a lot of money, um, <laughs> so that one always kind of sticks with me, but still played Colonial quite well, so those two things, you're like, well, why don't you not like Colin Morikawa? His recent form is not in the same universe as the winners here. It's not even particularly good. His last 10 tournaments, he has one top five. And we're talking about a group of winners previously, last four years. I mean, they're putting up three, four, five top fives in their last time. I mean, like a Scheffler level of dominance, not quite that good, but like you understand the point. And that's just yeah. not where Morak lives right now. So he is awesome and he is amazing at strokes gained approach historically. And he can win here, sure. But like, you have to make some decisions at some point. And if recent form has been like a strong predictor since this tournament moved to its current time, I cannot ignore the fact that his recent form stinks versus everyone else. And that has to be a reason to favor other golfers over him. Yeah. And I totally get that. Cause it, it's something too, like hearing some of the names that you guys brought up, like I, I'm, I'm going to get in the weeds here with the process. Like if I'm doing something, I'll, I'll have the list of golfers and then I'll start circling guys. I like and crossing off guys that have no chance for me whatsoever. Like, all right, I'm getting this list out. Um, if I'm going to bet it uh, from a, a standpoint of winning or if we're talking top 10, top 20, um, it, how do you work this? Is it just do the research and then you're going to find the ones that you think realistically have a shot at winning, maybe bet that and then look at some of the other ancillary markets? Yeah, I mean, I think my, first and foremost, it's like cre I'm creating a series of filters on who I want to bet to win the tournament. 
And that's going to be way different than fading a guy or betting a guy top 20 or betting a guy, you know, whatever. Like those are different bets like Xander mm -hmm. Shoffley or, um, you know, Tony Finau. Well, actually, that's not true because Finau's won a bunch now. But like Xander Shoffley is like a guy who has trouble winning. Like he is not a great Sunday player. He's not a great major player in terms of winning. Uh, can't lay as bad in majors too. But like every player kind of has their own profile. But like that has nothing to do with betting Xander to finish top 20. I think it's a completely mm -hmm. different accomplishment than winning. Like winning is, I really do think, a skill uh, on the PGA Tour that is different from just playing good golf. I think those are two, they're obviously related. You have to play well to win, but they're very different too. There's like sort of a mental component, I think. And I don't think it's just luck that certain people end up winning and certain people don't. And like, look at what happened to Russell Henley, like on Sunday for people who watched that tournament. Like that has happened to him like nine times in his career where like on Sunday, it just falls apart completely. And it doesn't, I mean, he wins tournaments too. My guy, that guy might be a 20 time winner if that didn't happen to him. I mean, the amount of times he puts himself in that position that was ricky fowler for 10 years so it's one of the reasons why i brought him up and xander's that too but that that doesn't mean don't bet them top 20 or as a, yeah. in a head-to-head -head against another golfer who you don't like very much like that so again two different problems to work right so the winner problem the way that i kind of work it for this one i mean i think scheffler can definitely win like i literally want rom and maybe like a little fowler but i think i'd just rather bet him to do well because he's ricky fowler and like for me like that's it here Everybody else has like a really obvious flaw in terms of how they're coming in. And like, hey, if Scheffler beats me, so be it. You know, like, I, I like whatever. He's the best golfer in the world. I just like the Rams price a little bit more. Hats off to him if he can. Yeah. All right. So what about um, we were talking about some long shots and different things. Uh, some of the other golfers you like, was there anything else that stood out to you from that mid tier of golfers all the way down? Because obviously you're not betting those guys to win, but there might be a couple that you like. Yeah, and I gave a couple out already. Like like Ricky Fowler would kind of be that like thirty to one ish, but like top ten, top twenty. Maybe you can stomach the price a little bit more just that he plays well. And then uh, Tom Kim was a guy Tyler brought up, who like is a little more volatile, but like you could see playing well here. So and Tyler, we can kind of get some of your guys after this too. I'll, I'll give you a group here, way further down the board, and they share some common characteristics. They're all playing awesome right now. They are not big names. They all have really good form at this tournament. They all have really good form at Colonial, which is like the sister course comparison wise to this. And they have really good recent form, as I mentioned. So like they check all three boxes. Now they are not winners here. Like I, I would never bet these golfers to win here. The recent form is good, but it's not that good. But like versus a lot of the guys further up, like why, why can't this guy top five, top 10 this tournament? And it's funny because you're going to hear the names. And if you followed the tournament remotely last week, they they're all in the mix there too and then they're coming into this tournament and they're being forgotten about and i'm curious if in a much stiffer competition they can still play well so i'll give the three names first so benny on would be one player who played very well last week lucas glover who won last week and brendan todd who played very well last week all what do they have in common it's not just that they were good last week like that has it's only 10% of the puzzle here or whatever that's just the start of it they have really good recent form besides last week they all have a great finish at this tournament. They all have a great finish at Colonial. Like Lucas Glover, I know he won last week, so like maybe he just doesn't show up in the same way. Lucas Glover looks almost like a winner here, honestly. I mean, he looks great. <laughs> like, first of all, the recent form is lights out. The recent form is almost as good as Rom or as, uh, as anybody who's not Scheffler. Tied for third here previously, has a top 10 at Colonial and some other good finishes. Like he's got everything you want. And, uh, and you're not getting the same, obviously you're, you're getting way longer shot prices on him again off a win, 
Benny on was in the mix last week. He checks all those same boxes. Brendan Todd, Brendan Todd, Brendan Todd might be the best colonial golfer in this field. Is good, uh, good recent form at some of the tournaments he's played. So, and again, we talk about like approach players, iron players, like that's Brendan Todd's thing. Like he doesn't have a lot of things. That's his thing. And, uh, and so I think, you know, just course fit wise, like, of course he plays well here in at colonial, like this is his thing. So these are guys, Benny on Glover, Todd, like you start to get some good, like top 10 prices, top five prices on those guys. They don't strike me as winners the way that this tournament has played historically, but, uh, but man, like way further down, I think you could do a lot where I'd rather bet those three guys than, I mean, for price, I'd rather bet those three guys than Xander, Hovland, any of these, any of you guys at the top, like I'm going way down on those three. See, it's, it's interesting too. I don't know if Tyler has a second to pop in here. If there was something that J Maz said or another name that was brought up that kind of, uh, piqued your interest a little bit because we've mentioned quite a few guys, um, what about some of the names that were brought up? Yeah, you know, I brought up as soon as you say bad putter. That's why I wanted to bring up Hideki and see what he thought about him. Sure, um, but uh, it's a great but, call. Tyler, what are you... yeah, he's miserable. <laughs> he's I mean, miserable. Just, I, not like not that I'm great, but like man, he's yeah. He he's in a bad way right now, though, man. A few weeks ago, he like almost snapped his driver in half. He was so frustrated. He missed the cut last week, and it's. You know, recent form isn't everything. Guys can come off bad performances and just win. Happens all the time. It's just, as someone who had a Hideki ticket last week, along with Glover, oh, man, it is, like, really tough to click that button. And I'm as contrary. I can be as contrarian as it gets with this stuff. That is a tough button to click this week with some of the form that he showed. Like, even though, like, the last 10, 15 tournaments, there's just not a lot there. And uh, I think it makes it tough, even though, to your credit, I think you, you golfer profile-wise, yeah. he fits. It's funny because, like, the same thing you're talking about, I, I call them vomit plays. And whenever I click that yeah. button of somebody, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And um, it, it, it kind of falls into that mode with, with Hideki as well. But, uh, Tyler, what, any of those names that were brought up that, that piqued your interest? Yeah, actually, Ken brought up the name that I was I wanted to bring up, but he, he took it from me. Um, ben On. So, we yeah. uh, we talked about this yesterday, and I've talked about this on the golf bets whenever I bet somebody that has this. He switched to the broomstick putter that Lucas, Lucas Glover has. And uh, there, that putter must have magic in it because he all of a sudden his game has completely flipped and now he's finishing. I I think there's a odd, there's like an off chance that he could win Ben on the way he has a second in his last at the Wyndham and then finished third at the Scottish Open. There's something about this putter. Siwoo Kim did the same thing before the Sony Open. He switched his putter, was not playing well, and he won at the Sony Open. Lucas Glover did it, can't stop finishing in the top five, and then he won at the Wyndham. Ben On's doing the same way. It was never the the ball striking. He can ball strike with with everybody on tour. It's the putting was so bad, and ever since he switched it, he's finishing top ten, top fives again. So Ben On is definitely a guy that uh, I'm I'm 100 betting a uh, top ten something. Lucas Glover too. I'm not afraid at all. He also in this post game interview or his post round interview, he's like, I don't want to play golf anymore that much. I need to be my family. So I think he's gonna try to play well to get as much money as possible and then get up on out of here and stop playing golf. Because that's why <laughs> I, I think the motivation will be there for him. I don't think motivation is going to be lacking. And I got to fade real fast, uh, Max Homa. I think I'm going to full fade uh, Max Old Homa here. Love it. Max Homa fade. Any, you got, any you full got, fades you got, for you? Fade? Yeah, you got to fade real quick, uh, Jeremy. Did you have a guy written down? I can give you one if you want. Well, you, I don't want to put you on the no, spot. I'll, I'll throw – I mean, a full fade for me would be Rory just because of the ownership. Uh, I know I'm picking a good player, but um, right. uh, coming into it, I liked Rom the same way you guys did. Uh, all three of us being on the same guy is interesting. But, um, but again, he's one of the best. And I think you could pick any one of those three guys. And anytime I'm saying I'm fading a guy up top to win um, or even to play in my DFS lineup, it has to do with ownership most of the time. Yeah, I mean, a couple of guys, I mentioned all the filters. Here are guys who make it through like zero of the filters. Uh, Siwoo Kim, 
I mean, dreadful in every measurement. Keith Mitchell, dreadful in every measurement. Taylor Moore, uh, really bad. Sahith Tagalog has been brutal recently. Like, these are guys a little further down, but it's like you, would, you don't want to go anywhere near this. Well, we got some YBYB Jeopardy coming up. Lots of fun stuff, so make sure you're staying tuned to Power Hour after that. Lots of cool stuff coming up here on You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM. It's right here on the BetQL Network. Jeremy Kahn, Ken Barkley, having a lot of fun with you guys today. Stay tuned. I'm going to answer some trivia next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 